and welcome, whether you are a fitness professional, some kind of coach, maybe even a wellness coach, or you are an everyday Jane or Jack wanting reliable information for yourself. You have certainly come to the right place. Welcome to Better Than Fine. I'm your host, Arlene Marshall. And if you're a fan of the show, I want to take this just quick second to ask you to subscribe like, comment, give us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, or if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button, my friend. Back in my early 20s, I wasn't doing so great. You know, I didn't know at the time that I had a genetic condition, complicated name, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It affects your joints. And I didn't know, but I also wasn't really taking the best care of myself. So at this point in my life that I'm talking about, I'm like 23, couldn't walk barefoot, kind of at all, had to put sneakers on just to get up in the night. I couldn't get anything in my left arm. I was really, really struggling. I even struggled to just even get off the couch, which is not necessarily something you expect from somebody in the fitness industry. Uh, and at the time, I thought that self-care, really just meant that you should take a bath. Uh, and I also thought that it meant that when you had a bad day at work, that you kind of got it out of your system by going to the bar. And at the time I had this really toxic job. So that meant that I was spending way too many nights out at the bar. And now I can look back from here and see that that moment in my life, the way I was taking care of myself was making all of that a lot worse. It was my, my health was suffering. Uh, my performance at work was definitely suffering. And I would even say that my, my relationships, my relationship, my romantic relationship, and my decision-making around those relationships was also really struggling because I didn't know how to take care of myself at that point in my life. I just didn't even understand what self-care was. And I think now that how we talk about self-care as practitioners, as dare I say influencers, uh, I, I hate that word, but I'm tiptoeing up to it. Uh, I think how we talk about self-care matters because it actually affects in the real world how other people take care of themselves. You know, for the last years, I've been teaching a self-care workshop, uh, mostly for corporations, sometimes for, you know, free for nonprofits and community organizations. And I've been doing it at this moment that it kind of feels like everyone's just trying to figure themselves out. You know, we're trying to figure out how to carry ourselves through these challenging and difficult years that we're in right now, right? We have this awareness of the challenge that we're in. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you these foundational ideas that are in that workshop and give you a bit of homework. So how you can use these ideas in your life so that you can cultivate meaningful self-care and maybe you'll see it affect how you're out there living your lives and your decision-making. So let's get to it. This is Better Than Fine on the NASM Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. I want to strip self-care back to the nuts and bolts. Let's dig all the way down to the roots. Let's dismantle what you think self-care is so that we can build it back even better. Pick your metaphor. Here we go. And let's just start with this question. Like, what is self-care? That's how I start that workshop. And, and people will often say, well, it's 
it's when you're taking care of yourself. Uh, and I always want to give like a hearty har har har, like good on you friend for inverting the phrase, but it is difficult to define. And when we look at traditional media or social media influencer culture, you know, when they talk about self-care, very often it's talked about through the lens of products and services, right? If you're watching like a daytime talk show on self-care, they're probably going to tell you what shampoo to buy and what bath bomb to use and why you want to get a massage. <laughs> Here's the perfect lotion Campbell combo. And I see a few real problems with this like products and services idea of self-care. So the first one is privilege. That's a loaded word these days, but let me unpack for you what I mean. What if you don't have the resources to say your favorite influencer is flying to Ibiza for a spa stay after a stressful time in their lives? But I don't know about you, but I can't just drop everything and go to Ibiza right now. Let's take it even simpler. What if you're someone that lives in a food desert? Which means that you don't have easy access to fruits and vegetables and high quality grocery stores. And so you can't necessarily get a ripe avocado and the multi-grain sprouted artisanal bread for your organic avocado toast. But your favorite social media influencer has said that that's what self-care looks like. And not only is that limiting, it's also confusing. Like, what do you do if you can't do the thing that the people that you've come to trust are telling you to do? So that's the first one. It's just the, the privilege in the products and services idea. It creates a limitation for someone who genuinely might want to take care of themselves. So my second problem with this idea of self-care is what I call one and done self-care. It's this idea like, oh, I did my self-care today. I can check off the box and then get back to all of the other obligations that I have to do that day. And people don't work like that. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, hot take, people don't work like light switches because you're a person, not a light switch. And so we don't have to like toggle on and off your self-care. And that's because being a person is this process that unfolds in real time. I refer to it as an emergent experience, right? Your experience of being of personhood, your humanity is emerging with you in real time. And that means that you are evolving and changing and growing and acting and reacting as your life unfolds. So one and done self-care takes away from you the in the moment reality of your needs as they are. So you become detached from observing those needs and it creates this illusion that if I just, you know, use that perfect bath bomb, then, then I'm good. And what if you're not good? Like, what if that doesn't work that way? Uh, which brings me to my third reason that I don't love this idea that we're pushing around self-care in the media is it has to be meaningful. And for self-care to be meaningful, it has to meet your needs. So if some influencer, media outlet, whatever is selling a product or a service and you buy it and you try it, but you, you don't feel good. You don't feel better. You don't feel whatever it is that they promised you that you would feel because that isn't actually what you needed right now, but you trust them. So you try the next thing and the next thing, and then you're chasing that feeling, but it's not working. And what I find is that that actually makes you feel 
worse. And eventually it leads to avoidance and anxiety, worrying, and maybe even thinking that something's wrong with you because you did all the things that 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 person said, or that group said, or that outlet said, but you don't feel better. Well, then that wasn't self-care. So I want to offer you my definition of self-care, how I approach it and how you can use it. Okay. So here it goes. I think that self-care is ongoing. It's the anti one and done. It's emergent with you. Needs to meet your human needs. It's both proactive and reactive. And it serves your purpose, whatever that means to you. So let's unpack these four. Let's break them down. So the first, it's an ongoing process. It's emergent, just like your life. We already talked about this. If it doesn't stop, just because you checked your habit box for the day, right? So you're going to want to have self-care practices that are ongoing and that those practices are meeting your needs as a human being. So you wouldn't give a baby uh, a bottle when it needs a diaper change, right? You wouldn't play with your dog when what it really needs is sleep. And I'm going to own there that I've never actually trained a dog. So I don't actually know. I just didn't want to give you another poop example. Uh, And so assuming that that second example is right, you would, you know, you're going to let your dog sleep when it's time to sleep. Why wouldn't you work the same way? You're also a mammal. You're also going to have needs and you're going to want to supply, you know, tactics and strategies that meet those needs. That's self-care. And those tactics and strategies, proactive, reactive. This one I think is key when we are talking about the anti-light switch metaphor self-care. So proactive are the systems that you have in your life that keep you high functioning. These are the things that we tend to think of as healthy. So this is like, I have a bedtime and a waking time. I eat proteins and vegetables regularly throughout the day. It's that, you know, those, those cliche giant water bottles that people have now with the markings on the side so that they hydrate enough. It's, it's getting your movement at regular intervals. It's all of these are proactive. So depending on what you perceive as your needs, those things are going to be on the list. So maybe for you, it's calling your mom and your best friend every day so that you feel connected to the people you love. Maybe it's journaling to connect to your purpose and gratitude or making time for hobbies, making positive experiences that feel self-validating, going, going outside, going outside is a huge one for me. I'd include all of those in my human needs. And so the proactive are the systems that you build into your life so that you keep those needs met on a regular basis. Now, the flip side of that is the reactive. We can accept that inevitably something is going to come up that is going to stress us out, upset the apple cart, ruin the rhythm of your life. You're going to be tired. You're going to be grumpy. How do you care for yourself to get back to equilibrium when something's come along and stressed you out? So are you someone who reaches for the wine, compulsively shops, and, and is, is binging Netflix when they had a bad day? Or do you have a set of reactive strategies in place to help you cope with your stress in a healthy way? So that last bit, that your self-care strategies you know, can serve your purpose, is a really big one for me. And we're going to dive into it. First, 
I want to remind you, you're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm Darlene Marshall. We're talking about building self-care. So when I first started teaching this self-care stuff back in 2020, you know, it's it's mid-pan, mid, mid-pandemic lockdown. I think it was April, May 2020. And I get this pushback around boundaries and taking the time to take care of yourself. Um, people would say, well, but isn't taking all this time you know, selfish? How do I handle conversations around boundaries around this? I should be focused on, you know, insert externalized goal here. So I should be focused on everything but myself is essentially the message here. But where I fall on that is when I don't have a good night's sleep, I struggle with everything. I am grumpy with my partner. I am sluggish with my clients. I am not present when I'm teaching. I struggle to do the show. But when I sleep, I am sharp. I am like kinder and more present in all of those relationships. The show hums like things just click. If I sleep, the same is true for if I'm eating well, if I've gotten movement throughout the day, if I'm making connections with the people who I love and who love me, if I'm, Jesus, secure in my finances, right? If I'm stressed about what's going on in my bank account, am I going to be as present as I could be, as I want to be? when I need to show up for something that that feeds my purpose. If my needs are met, I'm able to show up better. And that showing up matters. There's all kinds of studies around the ways that purpose benefits our health, our lives, our sense of happiness. So showing up to fulfill your calling matters in the arc of your life. So, So we think of it like this. How you care for your body, your mind, your spirit, yourself, how you're doing in any given moment. I use the old timey word for that, and it's your constitution. So your constitution dictates your capacity for all of the things that come up in your life. Like how well am I going to be able to juggle all the different demands and stressors of everything I want to accomplish? Well, if I want to up my my capacity, I want to take care of my constitution. Constitution, capacity, those feed my creative and constructive abilities to live in and build the world I want to be a part of. You know, creative problem solving, new idea generation, just nailing the stuff I want to learn. And all of that in turn and feeds my sense of calling, right? How I get to live out my purpose. Uh, And ultimately, I believe that that feeds our sense of actualizing. And if you want to learn about actualizing, you can go and listen to last week's episode uh, of the Better Than Fine podcast. So if I follow this all the way back to the beginning of that, that chain, right? Constitution, capacity, creative solution, calling. Starts with constitution. I got to make sure that my needs are met so I can keep showing up all the way. So I want to level set a few things here that I think are important. Not everyone has the same level playing field in the needs game, right? Not everyone's given the same opportunity for resources and access, but it's up to us to focus on what we can control while we all are working to build a better world together. And this doesn't all just stand up overnight, right? I can recognize that I want to meet my needs, but change can be really hard and you're a person. So you've been living 
in the context of your life. And that means that there's other people, there's expectations, there's culture, there's influence. We don't just get to do all the things that we want. And I want to own that because I don't want to sound too self-helpy. Like you do what I say, it magically gets better. It's a process. Uh, and I think it's important to own that. And it's also important to own that, you know, if it worked that way, if it was just like, ah, here's a simple formula, do what I say and everything magically improves, there wouldn't be any trainers or coaches in the world, right? You just do what the science says and poof, but it's a process because people are complicated and people are emergent and living in their lives. Okay. So then what do we do with this? Here on the Better Than Fine podcast, we're talking about self-care and we've unpacked these big ideas around constitution and capacity and creativity and needs-based self-care. What do we do with it? Well, first, I want you to start with what you already know. And this is your homework from this episode. This is the exercises part. So bust out your journal uh, or set aside some time for yourself to do it later. And let's talk about what your needs are. So if you took undergraduate psychology or you did go off and listen to that episode on self-actualization, you know about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, so you could start there. You could start with Maslow's hierarchy. There are a few other needs models out there. Or just journal about it. What are your needs? What needs do you have as a person? And don't stop at just your physical needs. Challenge yourself. You have needs other than just food, water, sleep, going for walks, whatever. You need fun. You need joy. You need playtime. You need friends. We need hugs. I need hugs. I hope you need hugs. I mean, I good books, whatever. But push yourself past the obvious needs that we all kind of know we have into this deeper sense of like, what does your wellness actually consist of? What needs do you have as a person? And then once you know, take, take your time with that, hit pause on this right now, go off and write your list, do it later, come back. But once you've got an idea of your list, first, I want you to give yourself credit for the needs that you're already meeting. Now, sometimes when I give that exercise, people will push back on me kind of in a like self-deprecating way and say, none, I'm not meeting any of them, Darlene, I'm struggling. And I'm going to challenge that. So if that's the thought that you had, I want to push back on this. You have survived 100% of the days that you have ever lived, or you couldn't be listening to this. So some of your needs have to have been met pretty regularly. Maybe not optimally in the perfect way that you might like, but you've got to be at least like sleeping and eating and drinking some water sometimes, or you wouldn't be listening to the sound of my voice. And this is why this matters. You got to give yourself credit and feel the positive emotional payoff of the things you're doing well, because positive emotions function very differently in the brain from challenging emotions. So challenging emotions narrow our focus so that we just hone in on the problems. And then we can't see all of the other things around us that are opportunities. Positive emotions open us up to new experiences. They help us see ourselves in different ways. And you need positive emotional payoff in order to feel good about yourself and to want to step forward in a positive way. So if you've been struggling to change, part of that might be the beating yourself up part. 
And by recognizing what you're doing right, like, you know what, maybe I didn't nail my workouts in the last few weeks, but dang it all, if I don't drink water like a champion, and that's true, I drink a lot of water, but I have been slacking on my workouts a little bit because I hurt my back. Okay, I'm going to give myself the grace, like, hey, I've got a chronic illness. I've got to get that stabilized before I can lift again. That need went unmet, but also recognize all the other things I'm doing well so that I don't get too stuck focusing on the thing that went wrong. Okay, so you've got your needs list. You gave yourself some gold stars down the way. And next, I want you to pick the need that would be the easiest for you to meet in your current circumstances. So recognize the stuff that you're already doing and then like, okay, what's the easiest thing, Cherry, for me to pick? Right, what's the easiest thing for me to do? So maybe now that it's nice out, here in the Northern Hemisphere in America, uh, you could start going for walks again. Get that vitamin D, a bit of blue sky, help your circadian cycle. Maybe you're not in a situation that you could change your sleep right now, but you could work on how you eat. Maybe you could go, you know what? It would be really easy for me to just call my best friend every day after work. And that's, that's a need that you could start to meet. Only you are going to know what you're ready to work on. Because you are the only expert in your life. That's why I can't give you a perfect formula. Uh, and then you're going to set yourself up for something proactive, a system that you can put in place to meet that need. Maybe it's going for walks every day. So you schedule it in your calendar. Maybe it is calling your best friend. You go, you know what? It'd be easiest to call her on the drive home. Now you've got a system in place. And then it's to do it. Just be sure to pick a thing that you 100% know that you can change and that you want to change. Build a desire for it. And then a week from now, add the next easiest thing and the next easiest thing. And you do it one step at a time. Along the way, revisit your list, add things, edit, revise, see what happens. Observe yourself in it. How do you change when your needs are being met? This is a Better Than Five podcast. We're talking about self-care. I'm Darlene. Excuse me, I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. <laughs> and embrace the idea that your current state wasn't just built overnight. So your whole life, you've been learning about what it means to take care of the person that is you. It started with the way that your caregivers cared for you. It grew in the ways in which they gave you little bits of autonomy over time, or maybe you took them, <laughs> maybe you claimed that autonomy. And then at some point in your life, the reins came off, the training wheels came off the bike, and you were responsible for where you go and what you do. And where you're at right now is the product of all of those systems, not just you know one thing, not just the last few weeks or months or years even. And that means that shifting to this proactive idea of self-care, this needs-based model, it's not gonna happen overnight either. It's gonna be progressive. But start where you are, build over time, and remember that you are a person, you're not a light switch. And that process is gonna unfold with care and compassion. All right, we're gonna leave it there. But I wanna hear about your needs. How does this play on, out in your life? How do you think about self-care? What have you found that works? Uh, what good advice have you been given? 
So hit us in the comments, find me on Instagram. I'm darlene.coach and you can shoot me a DM and let me know what you think. Uh, you can also like us here and here, wherever you're hearing my voice uh, and give us a subscribe, leave comments, and please do leave some reviews. It would really help to boost up the show. And thanks. Thank you.